Hello, I'm Jeff Watts. And I'm Paul Goddard. And welcome to the Agile Podcast, the show in which Paul and I discuss what Agile is really all about, over a pint or two in the pub. In each episode, we chat about our experiences as two Agile coaches in today's ever-changing world. So, grab yourself a drink in the bar, pull up a chair, and enjoy what people are saying is probably the best Agile pub-related podcast in the world. Well, uh, hello, Jeff. I'm going to turn my video on now. Here we go. Oh, hello. <laughs> I don't Cheers. know why, but it makes me think of David Speedy, which is never easy because you've got hair and he didn't. But he never. I don't think, I think he ever, the collar. He never. He never wore this shirt. I don't think Speedy. It was too. It was too. Um, this is too new for him. But it, yeah, maybe it's the collar. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. For the, for the viewers who are for, for viewers for listeners who who can't see uh see what I'm wearing um I'm wearing a a Coventry City uh football shirt that I've had in the loft for many many a year. Oh, so it's not a new purchase. Oh no, this is this this goes back a long way. Um, and amazingly, it still fits me. I think my mum must have bought it for me very large at the time. But um, this is pro. I think I was trying to find the year. It must be around mid 90s i think possibly something like that the good old days yes the glory days well, there, was a, there was a trend when people bought the shirts very large and, and just like they were short shorts and long shorts and skin they gave through trends and so i guess you got that in the, in the large shirt rooms maybe maybe so welcome everyone to another another podcast well jeff's not uh we're not in in the in a pub together we're, we're in our virtual coach house we're, we're in a, a european coach house today jeff where are you uh yeah very common in where austria okay austria <laughs> Österreich. vienna yeah, it's a beautiful 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 day apparently before i turned up it was just non-stop rain i turned up and it's 25 degrees so <laughs> the austrians are, are hailing me as some kind of weather god oh there you go are you there for work yeah i finished work actually so i had a, a two-day workshop on a mindful product leadership workshop for two days and back when i used to travel a lot i always used to try and factor in a little bit of extra time just to see the places that I was born and so I have a day in Vienna my flight is not until this evening so oh, I've nice. just been on a horse and carriage ride around the streets of Vienna and I will be doing a little bit of sightseeing very nice very nice I, I, this is one of those countries I've never been to I don't think I've ever been to, to Austria or Vienna um but I hear good things beautiful of course jeff i was austria in our um my eurovision song contest uh themed party that i had the other week okay so you dressed up as a stereotypical austrian yes i bought a pair of lederhosen and uh some uh brought some austrian wine with me and some uh apple strudel hmm. which is kind of i suppose you say bavaria wouldn't you kind of germany austria that kind of region but, well there was a bit of a debate in the work, so I was asking for advice. Where should I go? What should I do? I've got one day in Vienna. What should I do? 
and people were making recommendations and there was a sort of disagreement amongst the group. Oh, is that Austrian? Or is that Bavarian? Split hairs over this one. Yeah. It's close enough. Yeah, okay. Very good. But I don't have time to go to the Austrian. The, is that the thing to do, is it? The opera? They're very famous for their you know, Mozart and opera. Yeah. Yes, very good. Anyway, well, uh, Prost. Yeah, Prost. What are you drinking? Uh, this is just house beer. So I'm going to, well, that's another thing. So I told them we're probably going to do a podcast today. Where should I go? Pub wise. Yeah. Um, and three people said I should go to an Irish bar. I thought, well, I'm in Vienna. Do I really want to go to an Irish bar? I said, but it was like taken down brick by brick and transported from Ireland to here. It's pretty cool. I thought, okay, fair enough. It's 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 on the list. And then somebody, this is just one amazing. This this loose bar has an amazing sort of architecture and interior. You've got to go there. So that's where I was going to go. I got there and they said you can't have phones in outside seal, so I couldn't accept that. So uh, I made my way to the Irish bar, but as I was on my way to the Irish bar, I walked past this traditional beer house with fifty different beers, and this is their their house beer. Yeah, it's it's very nice. And as long as they've got one. a good decent Wi-Fi, you're you're fine. Yes, that's part of the part of the part of the deal. Very good. Uh, well, I'm drinking out of my uh, Agile podcast glass. I'm drinking a nice uh, lunchtime pint of haze, Thatcher's haze, just just for something is, is different. Is the weather nice? Is it cider weather for Be- you in England? It's beautiful here. Beautiful sunny day, mate. It's been sunny all week. And I've been in a very good mood, as you can imagine. Mm. So, yeah. Sporting so that, success can have that. Yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today anyway. Um, so I've... Yeah, I've had, I've had a good week in many respects. And I thought we'd start with a bit of landlord logic. Landlord logic. Land, this is, again, it's a kind of a quote. But you see, you see, I think I, you even said this before to me, right? Did I? Uh, as a joke, right? But, yeah. but I think um, just your typical um, sense of humour. But there's the, I saw this um, written down this week and I thought, it rang true with with how my week's been going, and the quote is, "It's bad luck to be superstitious," which I'm sure you've oh, said. That's me. one of my favourite quotes. Yeah, I can't I can't quote the original source. There's several different people that have said it. The, the quote I've got here is, is from Andrew Mathis, but I thought that's the type of thing a landlord would probably say. If you were a landlord, Jeff, I'm pretty sure you'd drop out that into conversation. I I use it a lot because I'm not a fan of superstition. <laughs> well, that that's what I wanted to talk about really because. Um, for those of you that are perhaps not as uh, familiar with Coventry City Football Club, as I'm sure there won't be many people that aren't familiar with what's happened this week. Um, so the reason why I'm wearing a shirt, the reason why I'm in a good mood, the reason why it's been a good week for me is nothing to do with work at all. It's to do with my uh, my following of my uh, my football club. My uh, the, I'm a supporter of Coventry City Football Club, as some of you may know. May know. I was born in Coventry um, and I've been following them ever since I can remember. And we had a bit, we had a bit of, I'd say we had a bit of luck this week um, in that we we won a game, um, a very important game. Coventry City ended up in the, the playoffs in the championship um, for a chance to get um, 
to win two extra games, well, basically to, to win a semi-final and a final, the final, the winner of the final gets her place in the Premiership, Premiership, Premier League in England. Um, and they call it the richest, the richest match in football, don't they, Jeff? Is that right? Hundred, a hundred million quid, they say, is, yeah. is a is on the uh, available to the winner of that game in terms of sponsorship, in terms of gate receipts, and and um, the kudos, the, the the television rights, all these things that. That um that a, that a football club can gain from from a, a ticket to the to the biggest league, in certainly in English football. So, what's all this got to do with with agility, right? So I I I, I thought about this. Well, at the what time. was their luck? You said they were lucky. What what? How were they lucky? Well, I w- it wasn't so much their luck. I I felt it was for me. It's more about superstitious, and, and is that you know that it's linked to luck? Because I think you I you texted me before the game and you said. Something like, oh, you need a bit of luck in the playoffs. Something like that, you, you said. Um, and um, so Coventry, for the full story, Coventry City drew the first leg, nil-nil, which was a terrible game of football. Um, and I was wearing this shirt during that first leg. Okay. So what I did in the second leg was I wore a different shirt. <laughs> now, in my little brain... How that works is not that 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 was a that was an omen, okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm not wearing that shirt now. I've, I've um, I'm saving that shirt now for Saturday because I've managed to get tickets for Saturday. That's another story again. So I believe part of me felt that I I changed my outfit, literally changed what I was wearing for the second leg because I thought this this shirt didn't bring me any luck in the first leg. In fact, we were lucky not to lose the first leg. I changed my shirt and Coventry win the second leg. Um, one nil, and in in my little brain, like I say, I've had a very little brain, but that's I was also the, I, the things I was doing and watching. I was watching it on the TV at home at the time. I was I I, I was chewing on a lolly stick. Don't it's a, I had a I'd had a nice lolly for dessert. It was a hot day, and I thought I've got to carry on chewing this because we're winning now. I've got to carry on chewing this lolly stick uh, because if I stop chewing it, we'll we'll lose or we'll we'll, mm. we'll concede a goal. Even to the point where I had my feet crossed right to left, and I thought, I can't uncross my feet now because if I go right left to right, that's another bad omen. Now, I wouldn't say I'm a particularly superstitious person, but that, that night... Sounds like it. That, that <laughs> night, I was. All right? I felt like I was. But, yeah, I, I look at... Um, I don't really have any of the superstitions. I don't really believe in in superstitions I, d- I don't really think they have an impact on me um my 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 outlook and things like that but just that once and 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 i've managed i've had a little bit of luck since then so getting well, I, want, to- I want i want to challenge that what so what what is luck in that sense what luck have you had well, luck, lucky that lucky that we won. Lucky, lucky that I saw my team win. Lucky okay. to lucky to be a team that was better than us in the league. Okay. Lucky Any other luck you despite... had since then? Huh? You said you've had more luck since then. What what other? So have you since then, I've managed to get a ticket for the Wembley final. I believe that's lucky because okay. there was. Only four thousand tickets available. Yeah, after season ticket sales have been taken, 
and there was eight i think sabrina checked there was eighteen thousand people in the queue and i managed to get one of those two of those tickets for me and owen to, to go to the to, to go to the day at wembley for the final i think that's lucky. okay so I, i've got surprisingly strong feelings I, I actually think that I will agree with you that you were lucky to get tickets to. I think it's the reason I asked you to verify lucky for what you thought was lucky was because I mean, there's a lot that you might have described for lucky that wasn't. So you said lucky to be a team that was better. Well, a team, your team played better and they were in better form. They won more, they had more confidence, they believed more. There may have been a few elements that went down to chance, but I think a lot more was to do with the league form confidence. But yes, statistically, the chances of you getting a ticket, I think, without knowing the numbers, I think that's probably true. There were probably more people. <clears throat> there was a less than 50% chance of you getting those. Yeah, been massively. So, statistically, then, yeah, you had good fortune. But I don't, well, to come back on that, I don't think it was completely 50% because it was all to do with how you played the system of the, on Ticketmaster uh, and the queuing system. The earlier you got into that queue, the the greater your chance was. So okay. I I tried to play that system to the best of my knowledge of how queuing That makes sense. Worked. So that's, that's, that's stacking the odds in your favor. Yes. But statistically, there was still... Let's say thirty thousand tickets available. Yeah, more than sixty thousand people applied. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that you got to is in raw yeah. numbers. Yeah, but th there's 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 a whole host. Of, I, I don't think it had anything to do with the fact that you were wearing that shirt, or that you you crossed your legs and you were refused to enter. But nor do in 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 my mind, nor do I. <laughs> But I won't wear this shirt on Saturday. Oh. Isn't that isn't that funny? Because, yeah. <laughs> isn't yeah, that weird? Very. Because I know in my, my brain it, it's got nothing to do with it. But equally I think I don't want to be find out the wrong way that it that it, it what it could have been. You know what I mean? That if I was wearing that if I wasn't wearing that shirt. What could have happened? So how do you rationalise things if you do wear the right shirt and they still lose? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to how to rationalise. Because for me, that's that's when I say it's bad luck to be superstitious. Is by having superstitions, you you increase the chances of an undesirable outcome for you, but you never increase the chances of a positive outcome. Yeah. So <clears throat> imagine that. Anyone decides to drive a car with that shirt, she's all it's a rag and you can't wear it anymore. How dare she? But not only are you, you know, you're going to be stressed, though. you're not going to enjoy it, let alone believe it's going to be a positive outcome. I had a, in sports, funny, and there's a lot more superstition associated with sport than anywhere else, but also in, in the world of the arts, you know, break a leg. Which yeah, it's a classic phrase for actors go on stage or whatever. Yeah, and the, the whole survivor bias thing is just a cognitive bias that really, really sets me head. 
him. But I have a friend who we used we used to tease a lot because he had his lucky pants. <laughs> so now this is stop listening now if you have a weak disposition. But he would play football in a pair of pants, and if he won, he would not wash them. Oh, really? Not only would he continue to wear, but he wouldn't wash them because he didn't want to wash the luck out. <laughs> now, that had nothing to do. Now, I would argue, actually, they're likely to become less comfortable and actually impede his ability to play at the top of his yeah. um, skill. But his view was, no, 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 I'm on a roll. And there's the hot hand theory in basketball where when someone's on a roll give them the ball because they're more likely to score well mm-hmm. you see that and you and people notice the times when it works but they sort of write off and just fob off the times when it doesn't mm. yeah but I, yeah i think they can these things so i've been reading about about this in preparation for, for today um and that they the kind of the effects on mental health in terms of having these these superstitions they can be it can be soothing for people in terms of if, you know, if, if I believe that um, wearing this shirt brings good luck, if I believe that wearing the, the, my pants will bring me good luck, that can reduce, that may, or to flip yours around, that may actually reduce my levels of anxiety and allow me to play better, actually allow me to uh, perform better, um, to think, literally think happy thoughts. Uh, whereas if I wasn't following that superstition, I met my mental health that could be that could be detrimental okay so I'll go with you for a bit I'll say there's an even better there's a third way which is better yeah so it's removing leveraging the power of ritual going through the process of uh, a, a routine that sets you in a calm relaxed resourceful state but without the physical tie to something that 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 uh, an artifact that, that could do me it's like one of the things that we pride ourselves on as parents was making sure that our child did not have one special teddy or rag because if it gets lost they're destroyed yeah. So we would always change it and we'd always have to back up. So, and so you can you can use the power that's a neurolinguistic program approach to that as you see these rugby players, they'll go through these routines, get themselves in the right state. But they don't necessarily need a physical thing. No. It's a it's a potential weakness. So I know that many of our listeners will be anxious to hear. The England cricket captains are very superstitious ones. Ben Stones. Yeah. And the opposition are always looking for a way into their sights to undermine their confidence. And he has a number of different rituals. So he will just wipe the bat in a particular place at the end of every delivery. And the opposition noticed that. And so they deliberately stood on the spot where he wanted to work, stroke his bat. Mm. And that wound him up yeah. because he wasn't able to do that particular ritual. He lost his focus. Mm. It became emotional. That's rational. Mm. You're creating a crutch. Yeah. Mm. 
I think that's why the word bothers me. It, 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 I see logical, rational people go wrong, sabotage themselves, but irrational. And that bothers me. Mm. Interesting. Penny, I was, I was, I was not trying to think, is there any links here to um, our experiences? Bring this back to an agile circle here where, where do you have a like a, or um, maybe you're not you, but I don't know, a favorite, a favorite flip chart pen or a, you know, a kind of a, if I, if I use this, if I say these things, then it will always work, that type of thing. Oh, and I, I think, I've got such strong feelings about it. It's something I've really tried not to do. I, I, I do this. I sort of go the other way. I'll and do the opposite. Just so yeah. I don't tempt myself in. And I'm, so I'm trying to think of, well, have I actually seen any superstitions in agile teams? Now that, nothing really springs to mind, but the power of routine yeah. of, a, of a strong framework, I see that a lot. So that, that can come. Again, I would typically change those aspects to the meta routine that's helpful mm. rather than specific physical like shirt. Or I don't have a lucky shirt. I, don't, I have probably um, a really comfortable shirt, maybe. But if, if all my shirts were in, in the wardrobe and all clean iron at the moment, I'd, I'd probably got one or two that I would take above the others. But yeah. not because I think it gives me luck. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't see many, many agile teams um, superstitious in in that regard. I think I wanted to unpick the idea of luck a bit more, um, rather than superstition, more about luck. And you, when you say that your phrase, you you make your own luck. Um, well, is it that is it Jack Nicholas who says? The harder I practice, the luckier I get. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was watching the um just this morning when I was again when I was having to think about this today's little podcast. Um, it reminded me of a an old um episode, uh, Darren Brown. I don't know. If, I've, I've mentioned it mm. before. I don't know if you've seen it. He did an episode. I rewatched it this morning called "The Secret of Luck," where he um basically manufactured um. <coughs> A, a a rumor uh, within a town within a small town in Yorkshire somewhere. Um, he manufactured a rumor in the town about what? He factored a rumor into he manufactured a rumor in town that that um, through one question he just he started to spread this rumor with the residents saying, "Have you heard about the lucky dog in the park?" And basically, there was this statue of a dog in the park that had been there for years, but he started the rumor that. If you touch the dog, then it brought you good luck, which was completely false. It just it just started that rumor, huh? He just made it up. He made it up, yeah. And he started creating the opportunities, which to try and um, increase at a couple of test subjects within the residents to try and encourage them to to take opportunities to literally create lucky outcomes for themselves. People that generally thought themselves unlucky didn't take them, but people that thought themselves they were lucky, they did, and generally good things came out of it. So it was a really, yeah, it was a really interesting um, uh, 
documentary kind of thing and and i'll put the link to it on the uh, on the end of the show notes here but it just and i think i think to my experiences and i think i think a lot of it is probably i i i tend to put some things down to luck but in fact it was probably more me and my and and how i created and manufactured that 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 luck for myself rather than the it being lucky it being totally out of the blue and totally so with the, with the whole match tickets for wembley I, I i created i tried to create some the best circumstances i could to be lucky um to have even down to the the strength of the wi-fi where i put my laptop on that day the you know to, to try and increase my chances of getting into the queue early to, to try and have multiple devices on my desk so i could hit multiple point um places in the queue and pick the best one so i i tried to in, uh, improve my chances and i felt from the back of that i kind of made made my own luck there to a degree and i think i think mm. similar to what you're saying about good teams in good form they make their own luck because they take opportunities when when they when they come to them um and it got me thinking about my my, my kind of role as scrum masters and, and and how we kind of coach scrum masters as well in that I think you have to believe that that you you make you do make your own luck, and the team makes its own luck by by taking these opportunities. So yes, and so nice, I, nice I do a lot of work with people around imposter syndrome who put a lot of their successes down to good luck, actually getting them to practice internalizing their part in the successes that they've had. Which mm. is a big challenge for a lot of people. The distinguishing skill and preparation and luck is important. And also, I do a lot of work with product on, on making decisions. And taking the phrase that I'll, I'll tell you about product, we spent a bit of time this week actually, was that a bad outcome is necessarily result in a bad decision. Because you can do everything. In your world, you can do the best repairs, have all the data, be as calm and rational as you like, have all the devices open, and yet still not get the outcome you want. And that doesn't mean that it's a bad decision. It's quite easy for people to actually go, I, I messed up there, I failed. Mm -hmm. And a bad decision isn't necessarily for the bad person. So trying to distinguish. The element of luck, the element of skill, and the mm. element of preparation, I think, is important in lots of different ways. And that's something that, because there will be some luck. If you roll a dice, it's a, it's a fair dice, mm -hmm. and you roll fairly, then what number comes out goes down to the eyes. There are ways that you can influence that in energy levels. And you can prepare for these things I'm starting to just wonder why it bothers me so much. I think it's just lazy, in a way. What's lazy? Well, to, to, to say something is lucky is kind of lazy. So it avoids the self-reflection, avoids people saying, what's my part in this? Honestly, yeah. objectively, what's my part in this? How could I have been in, more controlled the variables that I had control of more? It, 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 it 
abdicates their responsibility for actually analyzing because what might appear to be luck actually there could be some significant science and data behind it so for example if this is a really silly example perhaps but if you had six devices trying to access the same site in the same gps point there may be some algorithm somewhere that says hold on someone's trying to play the system yeah we're going to deliver but you don't know that no but if you did know that and did the, did the analysis and you worked out well what don't i know that i could have known that wasn't just chance yeah but just putting it down to luck is basically saying yeah I'll, I'll, whatever i'm not mm. going to bother investigating that yeah do you know what i mean i do and there's I, there was a huge i was um, studying this i had a long a long time to study this before these tickets became available and there's a lot of disappointed people on um on twitter um saying that you know they didn't get tickets and whatever reason and they were saying ticketmaster you know booted me out after an hour in the queue it's not fair but another part of me thought well that you know that's probably something that you you might have done wrong rather than just being bad luck that's that may well be something that's you've done wrong or you haven't foreseen that i did or that other people did maybe you clicked Maybe you switched, you know, closed your browser or something like that, and you didn't. You thought it would keep you in the in the queue. So, yeah, I think, I think you, you're partly right, and just it made me think as well this morning about this this idea of the locus of control, which we've talked about before, and we've we've mentioned a lot in our classes. And I've always, when I've looked at myself, and perhaps perhaps I'm on reflection now, I've got it wrong over the, all these years, but I've always looked at myself thinking I have more more of an external locus of control which which is the belief that things that are beyond my control will affect my outcome things which like things like luck and, and fate are generally going to decide what happens to me an internal locus of control is more more where you believe you have um control over your destiny your your hard, the hard work you put in the effort you put in has a direct reflection on your uh on your out your own outcomes and i think this week was a good example of to me that maybe i'm i've misjudged it maybe i do have more of an internal locus of control than i actually think and sometimes i just don't give myself credit for it or i don't um acknowledge it sometimes um because there's a lot of and this is going to sound for people that don't support coventry that don't don't realize what i've gone through this week <laughs> <laughs> they don't realize the pain but the anxiety of waiting, of not of, of think overthinking, and and the, and the amount of um, time I put into thinking about how it all comes down to the the half an hour before tickets become available. How can I best plan for that um, time? I I wasn't just going to leave it up to fate. I wasn't just going to leave it up to click the button at ten o'clock and, and cross my fingers. I was going to put in the effort and I was going to put in the time to to study it and to research it as to how these things worked and to maximize my chances. And I genuinely think there I did I created so luck yes but I created that I created that luck for myself and gave myself I think the most best people chance. can relate to that. I think most people have tried to get tickets for something these days it's always oversubscribed mm. sold out in seconds whether it's a Taylor Swift concert or it's a tickets to the opera or something. Mm. Yeah, but we generally we generally say agile coaches scrum masters 
change agents have to believe largely that they have control of their own destiny they have they the input that they have will have an impact on the um the change that they want to see and hmm. um, I, I introduced the group today yesterday to the term that I've just mentioned before. Just that sense of see, condition apathy of why bother this kind of thing. Yeah. Bad things are always going to happen. Yours should be able to be in the background. Didn't we used to call it comfortable failure? Yeah. The idea of, wow, it's not going to make a difference anyway. Might as well carry on doing what we know doesn't work. Just have a drink while I failed. Yeah. Just uh, fiddle while Rome burns. But the yeah, there's an element of first of all, just stand, standing back. And this is this is effectively the message of the two days. It's just become a lot more mindful. Get off, get out of the autopilot as it were, and start recognizing patterns, recognizing thoughts, recognizing triggers, so that you can be in an armed state. I think it's the same when it comes to elements of chance or probably a better term for it but where, where the outcome is not completely predictable not completely in your control but mm. first of all being very objective in emotions well, what is it that i do maximizing and is there anything that i could do realistically that will expand the spirit of control so again to use my potentially correct agenda could I find out how the algorithm works? So where is the optimal number of devices that have in one room? Yeah. And so on. So that I'm not I'm not leaving a stone in time. Yeah. But then saying to myself, okay, but I've done the best I can. Yeah. Uh, well, I give myself the best chance. And now we have to see where it goes. And I'm not going to be overly harsh on myself if it doesn't go my way. Equally. I'm not going to over congratulate myself for the element of love. I'm just going to treat it as it is. I think, yeah, and, and knowing where that limit is, because obviously it, it it plateaus, isn't it? The the effort that you put in, the um the planning you put in, the preparation you put in has a, for me, certainly had a limited effect. Uh, I couldn't. I did as much as I could, and it's knowing when not to, because if you go over go overboard, that's where you start to get into negative kind of. Mental health. Well, like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna link something else now, which I know you are aware of, but the the law of marginal gains, the application mm -hmm. of marginal gains. So we will refer back to the, the British cyclist, but it's been it's been a similar story in different fields. Yeah, we want to get better, we want to get faster, we want to make the go boat go faster, and just making small changes. It's very easy to say, oh. Changing the sponginess of the, of the saddle by an extra one percent isn't really worth it. Yes. But if you add up those little one percent, then it does become a So, looking for any opportunity that we can make things a little bit better than our thinking is always worth once. But yeah, there can come a point where actually I could be spending that energy from work. Mm. Be more worthwhile. Well, it's the, it's, it could just be relaxed. It's the same with 
and enjoying the game. Yeah, you, yeah, it's, and you can say the same about product backlogs. You look at the, the the items in your product backlog. If you're if you've got a product that is just literally scraping the bottom of your product backlog in small elements of value for massive amounts of cost that you're putting in, then you've got to know as a product owner when to when to stop developing that product and you know put it out to to pasture maintenance whatever you want to call it but just you know move on to, to something else that does add value and and um it's it's the same type of thing of knowing when when your effort when your time is being spent in in the right way anything anything no no come back to your football no no i want to push myself here really think back to Possible application I've seen um, seen teams that will almost do the sign of the cross before they deploy. Really? Yeah. Um, and this isn't, I suppose, I'm on dangerous ground here by saying religion, superstition, and I'm not here to dig into that. But anything that you think is, this is outside of my control, I'm going to hope for something else to help me here. Yeah. Is, is advocating the old responsibility and reducing the credit. I think if that makes you feel better, comparison can be bad. And sometimes it's not even really, people don't even realize they're doing mm. a lot. Mm. I really struggle. I've, I've seen, and similarly, I've seen people that will have a particular routine before going into, say, uh, a meeting to pitch to stakeholders or pitch to mm. customers, or they'll have, they've done their preparation for when they slide out, they've shined their shirt, they've shined their shoes, but they will also have a little bit of a, a meaningless ritual. On mm. the surface, mm. but it's just a psychological ritual to calm down. Yeah, and I think as long as that's healthy, one one of the problems I have with neurolinguistic programming is that I think it can quite easily lead to neurosis, really, of um, almost OCD. Of I can't do this unless yeah. I do this, and and that's a limiting. Maybe, uh, what started off as something that was helpful to try and get you into a calm, resourceful state has now left you almost dependent upon something. Yeah. And you start to invent. Yeah, you, you believe that th things have consequences that are in fact nowhere, nowhere linked. Like like me with this whole shirt thing. But um, yeah, when it becomes detrimental, that's what in terms of uh, OCD. Um. And they, well, from what I've read, they call it magical thinking. The idea that you know you believe that by your action, by doing something completely unrelated, it has an impact on on what will actually happen in reality. That's when it. Can oh, here's be. a here's a here's a myth. So actually, taking an agile approach to bringing yourself back to the rational. Mm -hmm. So let's say you, you've got this, uh, and my wife. Similar when you mentioned your feet crossing your feet, so my wife had a fear of flying. Mm -hmm. And she would get to the point where she would not move her feet when the planes in the air because she thought it was going to move Yeah. Um, and that was 
even though when she's in a calm rational state she knows it's not rational but in the moment she fully believes it yeah now when you're thirty thousand feet in the air above the middle of the atlantic that might not be the time for someone who believes that to say oh let's give it a go <laughs> let's see what happens as, as as easy as it would be for me to do that yeah um, but taking an agile approach to testing the assumptions there. So just like we want our products to fail as quickly and cheaply and safely as possible, we would like our fault assumptions to be debunked as quickly and cheaply as possible, whether that be about our behaviors, whether that be about more rituals and routines, features that we're building with usability. If we can test that safely. So looking at that shirt, for example, you know, testing that theory that if I wear that particular shirt, Coventry will win. In a slightly less meaningful, perhaps pre-season friendly. Yeah, yeah. And and capturing the data rather than when I talk about survivorship bias, you just tend to see the times and oh, I wore that shirt and we won. Yeah, actually capture the data, and it's got to be a benefit behind it. So, for me, asking, would you like to be in a position where Coventry's results? Would you like to be in a position where Coventry's results were not tied to the shirt you wore? Would you like to be in a position where you could choose to wear any shirt you wanted and Coventry would still have the same chances of winning? Yeah, absolutely. I would, and, yeah. If, and if that is a desirable future, then yeah. we could work towards creating some safe experiments to prove or to disprove those assumptions yeah. in an agile way. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Pub quiz! Believe it or not, Jeff, I have a pub quiz for you. Ooh, brilliant. <laughs> I'm the only one in here, so I reckon I'll win. You reckon? Well, you say that. You didn't win in Cardiff. Uh, you didn't score high enough there. So it's uh, this is a nice, simple one, but it is based on superstitions. So let's play the jingle. This is about... Mm -hmm. a, this is a, five questions about superstitions. So, true or false, you have to name whether this is a true superstition or whether it is, in fact, just something I've made up. It's completely... So, as in, it's a superstition that is out there or is it actually happens? It, no, it's out there. It's a belief um, that, that kind of uh, sometimes dependent on different countries and cultures. But, yeah, this is a genuine belief that uh, people... Right. So, it's a simple game of true or false. Okay. Uh, this one might be quite appropriate for you. Here's question number one. Um, don't say cheers with water. So is it is, is it belief that it's bad luck to say cheers with water? I don't think I've ever heard that. But it wouldn't surprise me if somebody came up with that to to give them an excuse. So I'm going to say true. You're going to say true? That is correct. It is true. It is a German superstition that declares if you chose cheers with water, you're actually wishing death upon people you're drinking with. <laughs> the idea stems from Greek mythology. There we go. Question number two. Very good. You're one from one so far, Jeff. Very good. Kissing well, a jellyfish. <laughs> I'll change your shirt. <laughs> Kissing a jellyfish brings good luck. Kissing that a sounds like something. 
brother would say to his younger sister. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say false. You'd be correct, Jeff. I made that up. That's completely out of my own head. Question number three. Uh, don't play with yo-yos. It's bad luck to play with yo-yos. The little toys on the end of the string. Toys on strings, yeah. I could, I could force myself to imagine a scenario where a teacher was fed up with their kids in their class playing with their yo-yos that they told them they're going to get a hell of a baby. But I don't think that's a widely held <laughs> superstition. No, I'm going to say false. Yeah, so it is true, Jeff. In okay. Sy Syria, um, has banned yo-yos since 1933 over the fear that they cause droughts. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. Um, question number four. Uh, it's bad luck to get a haircut on Tuesdays. <laughs> I had a haircut this morning. Did you? An Austrian haircut? An Austrian haircut. Bad luck to have a haircut on Tuesdays. I'm going to say false because most hairdressers I know are shut on Mondays. So not want, <laughs> if that was if that was a superstition, then they would shut on Tuesdays. I'm afraid, Jeff, oh. it's true. It, okay. If you if you ever find yourself in India, um, generally getting a haircut on a Tuesday in India will cause you bad luck, based on uh, legend. So there you go. So you've only got uh, two rights, so two out of four so, so far, I think. Um, and your two final one. question, question number five is, walking backwards uphill brings bad luck. I, mean, I can imagine that being just a true... Well, I, I, walking backwards uphill is not a good idea because <laughs> it was probably going to lead to bad outcomes. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that's a superstition. I just think that's a piece of good advice. Don't walk backwards up here. Um, so I'll say truth. It's false. I made it up. It's nothing. It's nothing okay. no. So, no, yes, you scored two out of five, Jeff. Well done. Off the, this week's quiz. Um, there you go. I should have moved my feet. As soon as I said I'm not going to move my feet, huh? <laughs> Yeah, you were doing well after two, and it all went downhill. Or uphill, backwards. Back, um, backwards uphill. Yeah. yeah. So there we are. Um, listeners, make sure you tweet us or uh, leave a comment in the uh, YouTube comments as to whether you beat Jeff in this week's quiz. Pop quiz! So I'd have to run an experiment where you told one group that doing this brought them good luck and another group you told them doing the same thing brought them bad luck and see how it affects their behaviors and how they yeah. Because if you, if you believe you're going to be lucky, then you do tend to notice things that the fact that believe that the confirmation bias. Well, that's what a lot of the Coventry City players said in the apparently in the dressing room before um, the game. They they believed they were going to win. They they thought you know they had a good feeling that they uh, the Middlesbrough away leg that they that they were good enough to win. And that's you know, the, that comment that they belief were good is... enough to win. Not that fate was small. No. It's probably not something a coach wants to say to a team. I, I'm feeling lucky tonight. It's not something that doesn't instill confidence that you feel, you feel mm -hmm. that we're lucky. Mm -hmm.
Champagne moment. Yeah, any um, any champagne moments, Jeff, for you this week? I know you've been away. You've been enjoying the European sunshine. Any uh, any champagne moments for you? I know what mine is, obviously. Like, mine's non non work related, but um, I'll come to that in a minute. Um, I think I had a lovely lovely evening last night. So after work, I had uh, went back to my well, I went to the gym and then I went back to my room because I had the uh, beginning of uh, whammy. So 12, 12 women from around the world who have signed up to, to jump on the voluntary pathway to, to learn about the Scrum Mastery Pathway. So we're basically chatting to all these amazing women from different places who are doing great things. And it was just very, it just made me feel great. Mm-hmm. So this season together and having to be able to make some positive change. Excellent. Of course, my champagne moment was was non work related. I'm, I'm afraid I've been dominated by um, winning tickets and and watching winning get football games um, uh, this week. So that's uh, that's kind of my champagne moment for this week. I'm afraid. Oh, very jealous. My football team's terrible. Yeah, you're not doing very well. Are you not doing very well? Cool. Very good. Well, yes. Just remember, everyone, it is bad luck to be superstitious. Um, uh, that's uh, we hope you've enjoyed the episode. So, Jeff, from from me here in the UK to you there in Austria. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, and see you soon. To everybody else, drink and sprint responsibly. Very good, of course. And so the great day came. Saturday, the twenty seventh of May, twenty twenty three. My son Owen and I walked down Wembley Way to watch Coventry City in the playoff final. Along with 36,500 other fans, we watched a great game where we went behind but managed to come back and equalise. And we even thought we might do it until it went to penalties. And unfortunately, it wasn't to be our day. Fankati Dabo missed a crucial penalty for us to lose 6-5 after extra time on penalties. The players, the staff and the fans were distraught. It just wasn't to be our year that year we fought so hard we always thought we could do it at the end but it just wasn't to be this time round but we'll come back stronger next year and so will all the fans and so will I and so will Owen play up Sky Blues <laughs> <laughs>